0: This podcast is brought to you by Lacrosse All-Stars. Growing the game, one podcast at a time. What's going on Lacrosse All-Stars? This is Justin Skaggs. Welcome to the Lacrosse Podcast coming to you live from Philadelphia here in my, you know, stick-making wood shop where we convert this to a little podcast studio on a weekly basis. Awesome week in the NLL. We're getting to the middle portion, so we're going to do our weekly recap and maybe have a few conversations about standings and what teams need to do moving forward to get to a good playoff position. In addition to that, we have an amazing interview with uh, Devin and Renee from the NLL, and we talk about what it's like to kind of be the faces of that organization for, well, I guess their equivalent show, the, their, their, their broadcast of weekly events. And uh, they're doing a great job, and I wanted to get their perspective while I was over there in Center City. So here is a quick word from our sponsor, which guess what, it's me. Wooden sticks haven't died, they've just evolved. A hickory box across frame can still be used. It can play against plastic and metal, and in the right hands, it can win. When it's all said and done, and my stick-making days are over, it's humbling to think that my sticks will still be out there. My better half, Rich Snow, is now in here. I think we can move towards a weekly recap. Oh. As you are you double teaming right now? Are you stringing sticks? You know,
1: uh, uh, I don't know if you remember, but uh, Bill and Kong were putting in I work, do. and we gotta
0: we gotta make sure they we keep them supplied properly. Rich is uh, Rich is making double money right now. Boom, double dip. All right. So, uh, also, quick note. Thanks to Bill and Kong for taking the uh, the Box Pro down there to Sin City. Those videos are awesome. You guys can check those out on Max All Stars as well as any <laughs> other content we have going on. And, uh, quick shout out, we are actually both rocking the Black History Month shirt.
1: Ah, you see that? You see, uh, that, you see that? Oh wait, hold on.
0: We have another one. Uh, boom. Yeah. So, uh, 25% of all the proceeds from this shirt, we're printing them here in-house, are, uh, you set that up. Who's, who's it going to? Alright, right, so
1: 25% of the proceeds are going to a local Philadelphia lacrosse youth organization uh, that we like to partner with, uh, Roadrunners Lacrosse, the concessing Roadrunners. Boom. Um, they actually play uh, on the field in
0: my old neighborhood. First house I ever had as a grown-up in Philadelphia. As a grown-up. Yeah. It's funny. There's before and after times. You, yeah, know? you know. There's before that house and after that house. <laughs> right. I love that house. All right. So that's awesome. If you guys want to uh, help donate to that cause, uh, these shirts will only be available this month. You can get them on woodacrosssticks.com. Let's get into it. So uh, the Swarm had quite the busy week the busiest week in the NLL yeah and they cleaned house they cleaned up pretty well they did so first and foremost uh there was a heavy showing um from the goalies in their first game and they won uh 10 to 8 and that puts the wolves down uh to 500 for the entire season so that puts them in a bit of a pickle
1: you know what's wild about this season um and it has actually just brought to my attention the new playoff format um the wings are the wings are still in playoff contention so, like, everybody, oh. everyone is still in playoff contention right now, apparently. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Okay. Is, yeah. I mean, Do you want to hey, go into that, or is uh, it just, honestly is it just everyone I, gets I, to play? I,
1: I, uh, I don't even understand the math of it yet, but I re- I did just hear that, like, we're still not out of the playoffs. So if Can we're you take not a look at that the,
0: and give us a report for that next week? Oh, absolutely. All right, so uh, that nonsensical statement that Rich is pretty confident in should get flushed out in mm-hmm. the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. All right, speaking of Philadelphia, let's just go ahead and get into it. I got a... A maybe slightly inebriated text from Rich. He was super, super stoked on it. I mean, I was, you know, I was inebriated off of joy. Is that what it is? Mm -hmm. Well, we won a game. We did. It was a great game,
1: too. Um, we, it was, you know, we're still having some of the same issues we used to have. We were crushing Rochester uh, at one point. And actually, as I was going back through the pictures in my phone, um, they were hilarious because I had one photo that was like nine to like five um of the scoreboard and i was like yeah and i forgot to post it because it got exciting and then i took another picture and looked at my phone and it was like 12 12 and i was like what what happened it was just 9 5 but you know uh people are complaining about that uh that over and back call at the end but i would like to bring to everyone's attention uh the refs blew a couple Calls that game, so I think they it was a couple the, in every game. Yeah, yeah but, well, know, I mean, it, yeah. If if we're gonna complain about if the chips don't fall, directly to goals, yeah, there was also a, a Rochester goal that was immediately a blown call that went to a goal. So Everyone's gonna chirp about out. everything. If the chips
0: don't fall in your direction, it's part of the game you gotta yeah, play. Around. But we got one, baby. Woo. That's right. right. I like a respectable one. Everybody gets. Everybody one. gets one. Everybody gets one. All right, guys. So Calgary, Calgary Roughnecks, Vancouver. That was probably the closest game of the week. And uh it was kind of crazy because Calgary actually ran through a three-point uh lead right in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I thought this was about to be a complete and total wash.
1: Yeah, it was a good game though. Yeah, it, it was, was great. a great good game.
0: Eric um, Penny got 42 out of 50. I mean, this was a whole week of goalies. Uh going back to the Swarm game, I mean, that was a goalie-driven game as well.
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy too because uh Excuse me, I was just picking my like my favorite goals and there were there were so many awesome goals this weekend, but uh, some of the some of my favorite goals were coming from that Vancouver uh, the the Vancouver Calgary game. Um, I won't just you know I won't get too far into that, but well, we're you didn't see your top picks, didn't we just do that? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, we did. Oh oh, so you can check out my top five picks uh, for goals slash plays uh, so far this season on the uh, Lax Factor podcast. I believe that episode will be dropping uh, Saturday.
0: Oh, and we will definitely shamelessly repost it because we you know are mm-hmm. busy. Obviously, you're literally stringing a stick. On the I, I am currently stringing a stick. So yeah, we we will be recycling that. So you don't have to go anywhere for it. Uh, the Bandits Mammoth. I really enjoyed this. Um, the first ended up again. I mean, th- this was a, an entire week of awesome goalies and point surges. Every single game. I mean, four zero at the end of the uh, at the end of the first, and the Bandits won out against the Mammoth.
1: Uh, this is another game that had one of my top goals of the season so far there uh, uh O'Connor uh I think it was off a loose ball um he just like pressures it you know to the uh I guess to the to the end boards and as he turns around uh uh Chase Frazier is right there like in midair and he tosses him an alley pass and he just like dunk- I mean it was literally like basketball like throw the ball in the air and dude caught it in the air and just like jammed on the goal it was there was some there was some there was some shooting going on.
0: The bandits have a a really interesting season going on. Uh their road to victory is pretty much going to be faced outside of their home court. So they are going to be basically defining the rest of their season for the most part on wins that they can pick up
1: on the road. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem to to be too much of an issue so far this season. So I don't I don't see it being uh that hard for them to keep crushing it, especially with some with some wild goals like they're having. I didn't see Josh uh uh I didn't see Burn in the uh, in in the lineup this week, so I don't know what's going on. I haven't checked the injury report, but I don't think I've seen him in the last couple weeks. I don't know what's going on there. But hey, they're still picking up wins, and they're still doing the thing.
0: Hey, you can always shoot an email to Justin at LAX All Stars if you know what's going on with that. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, someone's gonna to like, be like, hey, I did all the research. I was gonna, say, hey, listen, we are busy. Help we us are busy. busy. <laughs> um, okay, let's go full circle. Georgia versus Rochester. That was an awesome game, and. Let's all take a, a moment for the great one. John Grant Jr.'s number got retired, mm-hmm. number two, four. Yeah. Which is also, like, you know, not a number that most people really go hawking after. So that's fine too. Yeah, you know, you know what?
1: It's not. and it's like
0: when somebody, like, it's like, we have to retire number eight. Like, Cal Ripken, you're a dick. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, every I, uh, kid loves
1: number eight. Um, yeah, when I, when I got into, into lacrosse or box lacrosse, oh. uh, John, John and Rochester was, that was like the squad. Rochester used to be my team, you know? Um, and then you know I, I aged properly and developed my wings fandom. Mm. Um, but no, mm. John was always the man. It was great to see his number retired, getting his uh, getting his proper respects. It's it's gonna be weird watching lacrosse without without Grant in it anymore. But you know he's doing his thing. We'll we'll, we'll see how Air Force does this.
0: Uh, we'll see how Air Force does this season. Oh, I'm sure they'll do just fine. If not this season, get a couple under his belt. I'm sure he'll rebuild anything he needs. Yeah. Um, so again, common theme. We're talking about surging goals. Uh, we had a very big lull in the third quarter. It was kind of a boring third quarter. And then out of nowhere, Georgia just goes and rips three straight goals. You had a fourth that uh, wasn't evenly matched, but for all intent and purposes, it, it was pretty pretty fair. And uh, that just didn't make up for that three-point surge, and they lost it. And Georgia comes out with a second W, and they are sitting pretty at 7-2. and two, And I... It's prediction time, Richard. Oh, boy. I got Georgia. I got Georgia on the whole thing. And you know what? I got five on it. Okay. Are you doing this? Sure. I'll. Uh, well, no, but here's the thing,
1: though. Uh, because I'm, you can go back into the earlier episodes, and I said I thought Georgia was going to take the whole thing first first day, so... Uh, oh, and I think I called you a dick. Yeah. No, no, you did. <laughs> but, like, but also, though, like, uh, that's why I think you've made a smart choice today. All
0: maybe. right, so so we can't bet each other. <laughs> no, but... but so are we I both mean, going on Georgia? Is you you that know, the whole across that, podcast? Well, but,
1: well, well, here's the thing. We could say, who do you think will meet Georgia? You know what I mean? And... Uh, Or I guess let's, you want to, you want to, no, yeah, I don't know what to do. I I, I feel like I don't see anybody taking Georgia.
0: No, so, all right, the (laughs) Lacrosse podcast right now, or I think
1: Georgia has it. We'll pick who we think uh, is going to meet them there. How about that? Who do you think will meet Georgia?
0: Dude, uh, I mean, honestly, at this point in time, probably Toronto. Wait, it doesn't work that way, does it? No, it would be, I'm looking at the standings because I don't really care about anybody else. The only other team I knew that was doing well is Buffalo and Toronto. And then you have the Western Division. Holy shit. San Diego's on top? Oh, dude. What? Yeah,
1: man. San Diego. Uh, like I've been saying, not looking like an expansion. This isn't team.
0: even the... Well, first off, this isn't the appropriate time of the show to be talking about standings. But while we're at it, the Western Division... How's that for a transition? I, I cursed? Think, I think it worked well. Uh, editor, are we going to bleep out that curse? All right. Really? So, Make a funny sound then instead. Okay. What, what, was, what was it going to be? I don't know. Well, now we're after the fact. So can you explain that... Dealer's uh, choice. There you go. <laughs> um... So, yeah, let's talk about the Western Division because this makes no sense. San Diego, doing what Philadelphia apparently is not able to do, uh, Uh, is
1: performing. Well, if what you're saying is staying in playoff contention, then they are doing what Philadelphia is able to do, uh, according to my (laughs) not research.
0: All right. Uh, So San Diego, Calgary, Saskatchewan, Vancouver, and Colorado in that order. Colorado, big surprise being at the bottom there.
1: Yeah, um, it's unfortunate, but uh, also that's who uh, we play next, so fortunate. Whoop, whoop. Hopefully, uh... Well, oh, we could be above Rochester
0: up. if we got that W and they, they, they copped it out. L oh, would yeah. take much more than that. Or at least we could be evenly matched. We're moving our way up. All right, so, Eastern Division. Toronto, Georgia, Buffalo, New England, Rochester, and Philadelphia coming in with a big uno. I dig it. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, that modesty is easy to cheer for. I,
1: look, I'm liking it. We're still playing hard. It's just, uh, it's it's little things. It's playing the whole game. Uh, yeah, like, we keep we keep giving up these comebacks, but... Yeah, I mean, it's weird to say San Diego's looking strong, but I feel like the only people or the only teams that are really can give Georgia a run are all in the
0: uh, the Eastern Division. Well, yeah, I think you're right. I think basically it's going to be who who can who can land that spot, and then whatever team unfortunately has to go up yeah. against them when, or Buffalo. When or does Buffalo play? Does Buffalo play Georgia? I need to see that game. That's because I mean.
1: Toronto. Toronto's leading the division, but I don't think they're Buffalo, playing. Georgia's this week, but all right, yes, yeah. because all right, yeah, game Toronto's of the week, Buffalo, league. Georgia. Oh uh, yeah, that's definitely the game of the week. Okay,
0: so here's some interesting things talking about the the entire like broad spectrum. Uh, this is why I got Georgia. Number one in goals, Lyle Thompson with 27 freaking goals. Mm-hmm. Randy, my man, Randy, my Mandy, 18 goals. Buffalo obviously is a good contender, and and. Uh, Hogarth has 18 goals as well, but I'm talking the top two scorers in the league right now. And then in addition, uh, number one says.
1: Yeah, I mean, like that's insane. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's... I will like, say this, Del Bianco,
0: I think, is having a breakout much better season. than, and He's been my favorite keep, period. Yeah, oh, Del Bianco, I guess it's... Uh, you just Del, had, somebody been, didn't throw his, his, 11 his, more goals well, on him to say I was the say, His yeah.
1: his his performances are a little, um, they're not as consistent. So I think that's the issue. He's having, like, ridiculous, like, flawless, I, I he's having, like, near flawless victory games.
0: No, dude, he's, he's in, having he's games in the where, Western Division, and people aren't piping 20 goals down on him. That's the difference. That dude's, that dude's insane. Oh, yeah, no, he's a monster. But I just, that's, I'm uh, saying
1: he's, he's number three uh, because I think uh, he's he's faced a little more uh, adversity.
0: Yeah, if you want. All right, let's go back down here to some other cool stats, which, by the way, the NLL does a great job of laying all this stuff out. Oh,
1: shit. Yeah, so I guess now you see why Georgia's number one. <laughs>
0: yeah, you want to run through these? Uh, yeah, so,
1: I mean, the top points and assist leader is Randy Stotts uh, from Georgia. So, uh, again, uh, it, no matter how well everybody's playing, it just seems like Georgia is is, is just smashing people out of the Oh, and number
0: two on points, Lyle Thompson, Georgia. Yeah. And, again, I mean, all of these top lists besides Del Bianco... All all, the top uh, three are Buffalo and Georgia. Georgia, So basically, the entire season will be played this weekend when Buffalo (laughs) plays. All right, no, we're just joking. But uh, let's uh, let's take a quick break here, uh, and we are going to get ready to run in through the uh, the the games for next week, and then we have a really amazing interview that I took down in Center City. Oh yeah. Wooden sticks haven't died; they've just evolved. A Hickory Boxer cross frame can still be used. It can play against plastic and metal, and in the right hands, it can win. When it's all said and done, and my stick-making days are over, it's humbling to think that my sticks will still be out there. All right, Rich, why don't you uh, start this off with a late game, 10 p.m.? oh yeah uh so there's only one game on
1: friday and it's at 10 p.m so uh actually i don't know if that's going to be hard or easy to catch 10 p.m eastern time vancouver's taking on san Diego.
0: we live different lives i get here at like 6:30 in the morning mm-hmm. and you leave at like 6 p.m
1: yeah well you yeah. gotta you gotta run efficiently i don't know yeah, yeah. i mean it's it, like, so like, no, no, that, i don't
0: i will shifts. i can tell you this like no i'll i'll, I'll either be on my last beer <laughs> or already in bed. I'll be starting my first beer. Maybe. Yeah. Well, that's that's again. We live different lives. The city of Philadelphia has what it, has what you need. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, after that, Colorado and Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, my dad and I are going to be uh, texting some heat during this game. He actually moved out there quite some time ago. Uh, but that that's it. That's a good game. That's a that's a W that Philadelphia could reasonably get uh um, i love the bottoms i would say i got probably if i had to bet i'd probably go colorado on that just because they are a veteran squad and i don't think that they have the same inflictions that philadelphia has been losing by
1: um yeah i'm gonna go philadelphia i think on the uh on the tail of the last win they're feeling a little fired up um and uh again i don't i don't think colorado has you know a lot
0: of motivation to do anything
1: at ah, You know, I like Colorado, so I don't want to talk to you. I don't think it, Colorado has what it takes to take this one from the wings coming off the back of that victory. I think we're fired up here in Philadelphia. You don't want none. Don't come see us.
0: All right, hit them with the next one here. <laughs>
1: uh, next is going to be Rochester uh, versus New England at 7 p.m. Eastern time again. Um, so if you have to pick a game, you know, watch watch Colorado versus Philadelphia.
0: Uh, Actually, it doesn't really matter. So you can watch five minutes of any of these games and then stop watching both of those games and go watch Buffalo play Georgia, which will be the biggest contention. Oh,
1: yeah, man. You're literally
0: going to... So whatever game you want to watch the face-off of, you can watch that and then turn that off and go watch Buffalo Georgia. It's going to be a great game.
1: Unless you're like a supervillain hacker type and you have multiple screens of computers and you could just pull up all the games at the same time,
0: um, do that.
1: Yeah, that'd be awesome. Because there's too. some good stuff coming up. And then
0: stop watching two of your screens. <laughs> I think you just need it's to It's going to be f- a good game. What's on all your
1: right peripherals?
0: Now. All right. The last game, 8.30 p.m., um, and that's going to be Calgary versus Saskatchewan. And that brings us to our interview segment. And uh, I was down in the NLL headquarters. I want to give all of you guys a good congratulations. It's a beautiful HQ in a very respectable area. And it's awesome that. No, I mean that means something.
1: No, I know it's just funny. A respectable. way. Yeah, oh, no, it's uh, old city. It's it's pretty down there. Yeah, it's, I just no, I just thought it was funny. Like a respectful. It's just well, they were in the old, it's it's old neighborhood. And it's,
0: okay, so if you guys don't know Pennsylvania, Conshohocken is where the old HQ for the NLL was. It's really pretty. It's a nice little neighborhood, but it's straight up a suburb. It's like oh uh, yeah, it's, it's not part of the city. Yeah. We we don't, you know what I mean? We don't go like, out there. No, like people go out there to work, or you know like raise kids and and stuff. But like dude, they're in they are in a, a a a fly area of Philadelphia. Yeah it's, yeah. yeah, it's pretty tight. Like you can't park your car for more than fifteen minutes outside. No, of you got to drop golf. off at work down there. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So that's cool, and I think that that's great. And also, um, I just like that they're here. It makes me feel good. Yeah, it feels uh, doesn't it? Doesn't it feels a little feel more. Good? It feels
1: a little more official,
0: honestly. All right, let's you get I mean? to it, and uh, we will check you guys next week. Also, don't forget about the Black History Month T-shirts. You can get yeah. those on woodlacrossesticks and we will be announcing the total donation. The next couple weeks. All right, I am here with Renee and Devin, and you guys are the current face of the NLL. You guys have been doing all the broadcasting, yeah. and uh, I mean, anyone who's listening to this podcast has probably seen your show. So I just thought it was interesting. I mean We're basically in the same city, it was like a 10 minute drive to get here. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, oh yeah, and well, I did a story with you just a few days ago uh, last week and and we took an Uber up there and we were like, wait, they're so close to us, it's
0: crazy that there's... Well, you know what's very interesting is uh, a lot of people, I think if you ask the average uh, fan of the NLL, they wouldn't even know that it's based out of Philadelphia. It is a pretty unassuming Mm -hmm. place.
3: Exactly, and that's what a lot of people don't realize is we moved our headquarters from Conchaha, which is like the Villanova University area, mm-hmm. into Philly, and also our studio, which was originally up in Toronto, has been brought here. So now everything yeah. is out of Philadelphia.
0: Yeah, it's so. a great year for Philadelphia for Lacrosse then, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that yeah, that's cool. So I just thought this would be an interesting opportunity to uh, let the greater lacrosse community know that A, this is all run out of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I, I guarantee US, you know. Yes. Yeah. 9 out of 10 people don't know that.
2: No, Even like the headquarters, yeah, we were saying that uh, when we were up at Bleacher Report headquarters in New York mm-hmm. for the New York expansion team announcement, everyone at Bleacher Report was like, oh, so you? where are your headquarters located in the city, like thinking we were in Manhattan. Oh yeah, they yeah. definitely <laughs> thought you were going to drop Brooklyn <laughs> or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. We're
2: going back to Philly. Still <laughs> no, no, we
0: actually got to get on a train. <laughs> yeah,
1: like,
0: it is funny, that, isn't it funny how, how New York uh, City people like, it's the only place in the entire country where they're like, Oh, Philadelphia, that's quaint. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's exactly. the fourth largest city in the whole country. <laughs> like, if you're in LA, there won't be like, they'll be like, oh, yeah, Philadelphia.
2: Yeah. But yeah, New York, Here. it's, it's like, two hours north, north, north. north. Oh, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Any sign going from south to north, it just says like 300 miles to New York City. I'm like, you're going to go through a major metropolis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But this is cool. So, you guys have a pretty unique job. And mm-hmm. uh, I actually just was a guest host on your show. So, mm-hmm. thanks. We'll put a link to that oh, uh, yeah. in the comment section below. But uh, you guys have a, a, a pretty rough gig. You got to watch all the lacrosse and in one day and in fifteen minutes pack it all in. So what's that? What's that process like for you guys? You got to you basically work over the weekend.
3: It's funny we were talking about that this past weekend because last weekend in week three there were five games and three of them were at the exact same Ooh. time and we had to figure out how to juggle all of them. And every weekend, people may not realize, we are—we do have to watch the games, because we can't come on inside the NLL, or come on the face-off, or anything that we're doing, and, and not know what's going on in, yeah. the, in games, and with updates with players, and we have trades going on, and things like that, so it's a lot of work beyond what people see on our show. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot that goes into it, so we're constantly preparing, we're constantly looking for the latest news and updates to see what's going on around the league, and what we can share with people beyond just being resolved
0: yeah it seems like you guys yeah I, the the phrase always on is a professional phrase mm-hmm. that yeah, seems think. like it would apply here like yeah. i honestly i go home i mean i could string a stick if i wanted to but like i'm done
2: yeah, even I, I was home. My parents lived in the Villanova area, so like they're near nearby, and I was at their house over the weekend. And on Saturday night, I like bring out my laptop and my headphones, like turn on VR Live. Well, there are three games basically going on at the same time, but they're like, "What are you doing?" are like, Ar- "Why aren't you watching NFL football?" I'm like, "I'm watching the NLI you need to watch these games," uh, and the games were more exciting. Yeah, yeah.
3: That, that's the thing, because I know for me, I'm a big NBA, NFL fan, so now that only adds, so, like, Sunday, for instance, the Eagles are getting ready to beat the Bears, and then mm-hmm. I'm watching Calgary and Colorado play before that, and it's constantly now you're, you're just watching more games than the weekend. So, it's sitting at totally home with, with our families, and, yeah. you know, I'm, when I'm back in Jersey with my family and we're watching, or even it's the holidays, mm-hmm. we're still watching games.
0: Yeah, what's I, what's can say, I can say this. Like, I like what I do, and I'm sure you guys like what you do, because lacrosse is fun, and mm-hmm. if you can get... There's there's always a struggle, even for the players, which is the saddest part. Uh, there's always a struggle to make lacrosse a job. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard to pull together a living out of it, because it is you know still very much a niche sport. So, you know, yes, I love what I do, but there is a point where it like bridges from enjoying it to a bit of an obligation. Mm-hmm. And I feel like definitely at seven thirty on a Saturday at your parents' house or whatever you're doing. Or, you know, you're like, no, I can't go to dinner with you. Why? I got to log onto a laptop and put headphones in. <laughs> There's going to be a time when it's trying, but I mean, you guys do a great job. You pull it all together. Yeah. I got a, I got a nice detailed uh, sheet when I walked in the door, which is great. How do you guys decide what's important?
2: Uh, that's, I mean, a good question. I feel like every... Every store, every game, every story has a game. Every game has a story, and every team has a story. And I think now in the beginning of the season, it's kind of it makes itself apparent almost. I don't know, Renee, if you agree with this, but. Um, like, for instance, the Colorado Mammoth were playing their second game at home, they lost their first game, you know, did we know, they came into the season, at least I expected them, I know a lot of people expected them to come out strong, and they lost, so it's, you know, well, are they going to win? Turns out they didn't. Uh they did They sure did. They certainly didn't. Uh, didn't have teddy bears thrown on the field this time, but that was, like, pretty much <laughs> a, the only difference. But, um... Yeah, and I, I think that like is a clear storyline, um, but then you have announcements that you don't expect, like Kevin Crowley going to the Wings, and that's suddenly the biggest story when it comes to the Philadelphia Wings right. over
3: their last game. Yeah, I think a big part of it, you talk about being always on, but that preparation is what really sets us up to be able to have these storylines, because if we're not staying engaged, even social media is a really good way, following players, following teams, seeing what their updates are. So now you see things, storylines that are growing as the season's going along. You see Dane Smith of Buffalo go down in week one and are following him until he gets back in week four. You know, you see the different storylines, the wings being 0-3 and, and how they're trying to get that win. And now Kevin Crowley comes into the mix. So how does this add to it? Get so that, that preparation, yeah. so yeah, the preparation and always being on is what allows us to now be able to go into each week knowing here's what each team has going on, here's a storyline, and so that we can share more. I mean, anybody can pull stats. Anybody can look at a box score, but there are storylines between each win and loss that we want to try to share.
0: Well you guys very much so as the like main uh outlet, the first outlet of of like official NLL business, you guys do get determined to determine what the dialogue is. That's a bit of a responsibility. Big responsibility. (laughs) I mean I can go online and I obviously you know I, I read the reviews, things like that. I definitely did before I came in here, but whatever goes on on your show is is the face of what the NLL wants to project to their fans. Yeah,
3: and that's that's a big difference. If you look across some sports, you can go to ESPN and get one story, and go to Fox Sports and get the same story, and go to NBC and get the same story. Mm-hmm. But we have it all right here. Yeah. And so we have to distilled. be exactly, and we have the ability to, to, to control the dialogue and what's being put out there, and and really showing off all the great things that's going on in the league because we are the face of the league. Yeah. And you mentioned,
2: you know, at times, you know, does it feel like an obligation rather than enjoying and enjoying watching? these games and enjoying the sport of lacrosse and I think it's an obligation to deliver you know the right stories and the right content and someone made a comment to me um a few weeks ago they were talking about you know why I worked in sports and and he kind of was like because people actually enjoy and want to watch sports where you know there's news and there's different types of news but but sports, the people who are watching and our viewers, and as lacrosse continues to grow, you really feel an obligation and a want to create good content for for both the sport and the existing viewers and fans that are there. And to me, that's enjoyable. Um, and I think also, like you mentioned, social media. I mean. Social media is such a huge part of not only this league but, but the sport and following the players and the fans' reactions. That's probably my favorite part, especially like live tweeting during the games. That's where I find some of my, my favorite points moments, yeah. and
3: moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that something that people don't always realize, especially up front, and we definitely dealt with this when we first started is Devin played lacrosse. I've covered lacrosse. I didn't play lacrosse, which I wish I did, but I did coach college soccer at a Division 1 level and played professional soccer and was a three-time All-American. Like, we have a sports background. We're just two random women that are now stepping yeah. into the league. So Is that when something we, you guys come
0: into? Is that an accusation you guys hear a lot?
3: Oh, not anymore. But the first few weeks, yeah. definitely.
0: Well, you guys come on definitely. and you, you show your knowledge <laughs> and you show your understanding of things and I think, you know, if, if something's you know, uh, going to shut someone up, it, best to lead by example, you guys right. know what you're talking about. And right. we
3: enjoy the game of the lacrosse, both field and box lacrosse, so it's not that, it's not even always like it's work and we're being forced to mm-hmm. watch games and forced to talk about games. No, this sport, much like we, enjoy, I enjoy watching the Lakers play or enjoy what we watch the Eagles play, it's the same thing. We like watching box lacrosse in the NLL.
0: Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys have a long season ahead of you. And uh, do you have any projects uh, other, obviously, than coming to my workshop that that you guys have been working on that you guys want to plug real quick?
3: Bro, I feel like we're always working on something Yeah. You. you. Yeah, <laughs> well,
0: all on, on social media. Yeah, all ongoing projects. Write down below and um, on Max All Stars on the the correlated post. We'll we'll actually get some some links to some of the stuff that you guys enjoyed most uh, from this year or anything else you guys want to post. And if you guys want to see more, you can go to NLL.com com and. Uh, Like I said, just check the hyperlinks down below, but thank you guys for having me on, and uh, thanks for joining us on the Lacrosse Podcast.
2: Yeah, thanks for having us.